0: And so sometimes we we do this from time to time that we put this white couch up on stage. And this is what I want you to envision this morning, that we are inviting you into our living room. So hey, Conduit, welcome to our house. Come join us in our living room, because this morning we want to have a conversation with you, a conversation that celebrates the great works that Christ has been doing in our midst this summer. So welcome to our living room, Conduit. Um, as Co- Pastor Cory mentioned, we have just finished our I Am Loved Week, um, so we have a lot to celebrate and talk about this morning. So I Am Loved here at Conduit is, in essence, it's this missional movement to equip and send Christians to advance the Kingdom of Jesus Christ in their homes, in their churches, in their cities, by spreading a message of no-strings-attached, radical, love and dignity and selflessness. In fact, it's kind of funny because Conduit in theory was founded for I Am Loved and I Am Loved was founded for Conduit and it's kind of this inextricable relationship that we had. Um, For those of you who've been here since the beginning or who have heard stories of this, Conduit was founded with this seed idea That we wanted to be a place that would train, equip, and send missionaries to go out and transform our city. That is the founding belief of who we are here at Conduit. In fact, um, those black, living on mission, I Am Love symbol, t-shirts that you've been wearing all week or you've seen at serves, or you've seen people here in our midst wear, we've been wearing them for years now at our I Am Loved events, um, that living on mission phrase was one of the very first phrases coined here at Conduit for my understanding. It was coined as one of the DNA-identifying, culturally-defining phrases of the body of Conduit. So when you think of Conduit, living on mission, should be one of the first things that you think of. Um, So here at Conduit, when the founders and first gatherers of this body started this church, um, they started it with the belief that we were going to be a people that lived on mission. They thought like, let's do this exactly like the early church did. Let's strip it all down, go back to the vintage church ways, because you see somewhere between Acts 1 and the establishment of the very first church in 2018, somewhere in between there, we've gotten a little lost, you know? Mission became something we do instead of something we are. You hear what I'm saying? So somewhere between Acts 1 and the establishment of the very first church in 2018, the capital C Church Started putting up walls. We put four walls around us and we started becoming protective and using this language of them and us instead of we. And we started saying things like, let's do a mission trip or let's have a food pantry or a clothing closet and follow me clearly here this morning um, because those things, in and of themselves, are great things. They're great activities. In fact, Um, we're doing them. You heard Pastor Corey mention this morning that we're about to take a mission trip to Honduras and just yesterday we had a clothing closet. So they're great things, but mission was never meant to be an activity. It was meant to be an identity. Mission as an activity is just not the rubric that the New Testament lays out for us. In fact, I would argue this morning that the Old Testament doesn't even lay that rubric out for us. It was meant to be a way of life. Up on the screen this morning you'll see an excerpt from the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, go and make disciples, like forever, period, end of statement. No singular activity like, like Jesus was essentially saying to the people that he would entrust his entire reputation and the building of his church to, um, hey guys, before I go, (laughs) I just want to let you know, here's the plan. I want you to be about one thing. Mission. Go. Go in the present tense, go. Go in the command tense, go go be about mission. This is who you are now. Go spend your lives on a crazy mission that is radical and countercultural and defines your movement every single day. So here at Conduit, we're holding on to that pretty darn strong. We've been studying the vintage church We've looked at that for a long time, we studied that here at Conduit, and we studied the vintage church's response to this Go command in the book of Acts. And for almost six years now, Conduit has been serving our community. We have been laying out the doormat for all of the dispossessed and inviting them in, inviting them to be a part of our body, to be a part of who we are to be treated with love and dignity, to be welcomed into a family. We have been training and equipping leaders to go out of this building and transform their homes and their cities. And a very small encapsulation of who we are, of our missional identity, is captured every year in this I Am Love Week serve that we do, that we just finished this week. Before I sound like I'm contradicting myself, now I know that I just said that living on mission isn't an activity, and it isn't, Um, but I think you would agree with me on this, that programmed activities have this very funny way of exposing and encouraging people to permanently and more sustainably live on mission outside of the very same activity. It's kind of like this weird paradox set up an activity for people to serve and people fall in love with serving. So a couple of years ago, um, as a staff, we created this idea of I Am Loved Week. It would be a week that's jam-packed full of service opportunities all over our city as a vehicle to expose our people here, our body, to living on mission, to missional opportunities in our area, And it's a way to encourage and train them in how to live on mission forever. So, in essence, if I had to sum up what I Am Love Week is, I would say that I Am Love Week is for conduit to raise more conduits forever. Who are crazy passionate, excited, and determined like steel to go out and transform their homes, their churches, and their cities forever. We at Conduit here want to be people who raise people to go for more people. You hear what I'm saying? We want to be people who raise people to go out and get more people. Four walls here are very thin, very thin, always sending people out. So this year, during I Am Love Week, we hosted opportunities um, all week long for you to serve as a body at the following activities. So on Monday, we served at our Northside Feeding and Recreation Program um, at Papa Joe's Laundry Mat. We fed everyone pizza and had the most incredible dessert and Sunday bar and had a talent show, and it was an incredible time. We had um, almost 40 kids show up. It was amazing. Um, then Tuesday, we served at St. Susan's Center, feeding, uh, well actually packing lunches for the city's lunch program. And the city's lunch program, in essence, um, Chris Blakesley would be able to tell you a lot about it here today because the YMCA is one of the sponsoring organizations of the feeding program that happens at parks all across our city during the summer. So we got to pack 500 lunches on Tuesday to be sent to feed the bellies of hungry children the very next day. Really, really cool to see the way that they do that and to think about ways we could partner with that endeavor in the future. On Wednesday, we hosted a carnival at Lillian Dixon Park on the north side of the community. On Thursday, we showed up at one of the nursing homes in our community at Heritage Green and we did special music and we did puzzles and games and had incredible conversation with some of the residents who live there. On Friday, we had Food Truck Friday. We got to be right on the perimeter of the Lucy Fest um, and encourage tourists and visitors who are in the area um, to stimulate their visit here. And then yesterday, we had two separate serves. So yesterday, we um, were at Jamestown Public Market, like Corey mentioned earlier, doing glitter tattoos and snow cones. And then um, we were also at Papa Joe's Laundry Mat. Um, Cassie, Blakesley, and Stephanie Mon again. Their incredible leadership pioneered an amazing clothing drive, and we had a free laundry day. We served up hot dogs. It was really, really fun. Um, so that is our I Am Love Week. We had these opportunities all across the city. Incredible opportunities. Um, I loved each one of them. I loved seeing your faces at all of them. And we um, asked Isaac Byard, who's here this morning, to capture, to go to each of those events and get a little, um, to capture a little bit for us what this week was like so that we could play a quick recap video for you this morning. So Jake, if you would go ahead and play that recap video, go ahead and pay attention to the screens for just a second. Thank you,
1: Isaac.
0: (laughs) So that is just a quick glimpse at what our I Am Love Week was like. Um, But here is the drum roll moment. And like, I actually want a drum roll, so I'm going to have to have you participate with me here for a second. Um, I want to share with you the amount of people that we served this week and the amount of volunteers that showed up to serve. I need a real drum roll for that. So can you do a girl a favor, please, and give me a drum roll this morning? All right, this week, the people of Conduit served 1,700 people in the city of Jamestown, New York. Yes. Yesterday, we did 71 loads of laundry at Papa Joe's Laundry Mat and gave away 750 bags of free clothing to families in need. But here's the coolest part, I think, of all that. We had 149 people show up to serve this week, so thank you, Conduit. You deserve a round of applause. All right, interns, get up and show them some love. Show this body some love. So, these ladies I have up here are not just my personal pep squad, um, and they're not just for show. These beautiful, strong, courageous women that are gathered on this couch with me this morning um, are our summer interns. So I have Lauren up here, Abby, Natalie, another Abby, it was the summer of Abby's, and Aubrey. Um, They began a 10-week internship program with us on June 1st, and it ends on August 10th. So this is their final week here with us, and it has been such an incredible adventure. So that makes this their last Sunday here with us, Um, hence the team spirit we've got going on up here, the eye black, the hashtag intern shirts. And they made me this hashtag intern mom shirt. Um, Even though I'd like to point out that I'm not actually that much older than them. Like, I don't even, I barely have 10 years on them. So, Um, geez Louise, they've been giving me a midlife crisis like all summer long (laughs) calling me mom. Um, But these, (laughs) seriously, like way to make a woman feel old. (laughs) Um, All right, so these ladies that are up here, they have been at the backbone of all that we've done this summer. So they were the engineers of all the fun and planning at our summer kickoff event that we had on June 30th. Um, They have been running with our food truck Fridays all summer long. In fact, they have been serving for the very first time Our new smoothies that we've been serving on the food truck um, that are nutritionally dense, taste great, and are really crisp and refreshing in the summer. We've been serving those throughout the food deserts in Jamestown every Friday. And they pioneered a brand new program. Um, They pioneered our Northside Feeding and Recreation program every Monday and Wednesday evening this summer. Um, So they have really been at the backbone of all of our serving. So I wanted to bring them up on the stage this morning, since it's the last Sunday of their internship, to give, to kind of welcome you into our living room and give you an opportunity to interact with them and to hear some of their stories of their internship this summer. So I'm gonna open it up to you ladies now, and I'm just gonna ask you this question of what has God been teaching you this summer? Don't all speak at once.
2: I guess I'm going first. Um, So as most of you know, my family moved back to Florida um, at the beginning of this internship. And for those of you that know me really well, I was not excited about it. Not at all. I was very nervous for it. Um, Because my mom and dad are like some of my best friends. Um, And I think throughout this whole internship, um, God has really been teaching me that even when everything else moves away or falls to the side, you know, when things aren't going right, we always have him, and he has really been my rock, and my, that steadfast love and encouragement every day when you wake up and you're just not excited for the day because, you know, you can't just go sit in the living room with your mom and, you know, talk about what your plans are
0: for the day. It's the closeness of us, sorry.
2: Um, so I think this internship and being surrounded by you guys and your love and your ability to serve the city has really shown me that God is everywhere. God loves all of us and he, he's steadfast in everything we do and we're chosen and he's just really become more of a rock than ever before.
0: Has that been true for any of you as well? the steadfastness of god the character of god is that you feel like that has been revealed to you this summer
3: um so exactly what you're saying where um he's just shown up every time that you've needed him um there's been so many times this summer where i didn't know i needed something um mm-hmm. and it's been there as soon as i realized i needed it and even before i realized that need um even with you five um i didn't know that i needed you guys until I met you. We've talked over and over this summer about how um, I've never really had female friends my age, um, and having you guys around the you know running joke that you keep me young and don't let me be an old lady. Um, <laughs> that's I didn't know I needed that, and to see that like even with planning these events and planning um, for this summer. Every single time that we needed something it 's been there it 's been provided yeah. for there 's never mm-hmm. been a moment where the need hasn 't been met and been met more than we needed
0: yeah. mm-hmm. right so that 's actually-, actually something that I wanted to bring up this morning is that um, one of the cool elements of this internship and the way that we the reason we designed it like this is that we kind of forced these five ladies who don't know each other into very intentional and authentic, peer community this summer. Um, One of my favorite Quaker proverbs is that true community can be defined as the place where the person you least like lives. Um, Or, alternatively, true community exists when the person you dislike most dies or moves away and someone worse takes their place. Um, There is something about true community about the collision of egos and like this welding that happens as our egos collide that changes us. Um, It sounds a little harsh, but it's true. Every time that we're forced into community with people who are very different and diverse from us, um, when we're forced into community with people that are different age groups, going through different life experiences um, who may or may not be like us, who may or may not have the same view of God as us, something happens, some kind of magic transformation happens in that process where our ego is caused to die. Um, And so, I love that you brought up this idea of like, you know, I came into this internship not knowing I was missing community and what God taught me was that I needed community. Um, That's so beautiful and so good. Aubrey, thanks for sharing. Anyone else want to share about what the Lord has been teaching you this summer?
4: Um, I think one of the biggest things that was really placed on my heart was um, going through a lot of different struggles and trials. Uh, Each one of these interns have gone through something this summer. Um, Cars have broke down. Phones have been broken. I mean, just... One attack after another, um, but the whole community aspect of it is that um, we've re- we 've rose above all the all the trials, and um, you know people don 't really like talking about the struggle, but it makes the blessing that much more important and and the reward so much greater when you can look at all the things that we 've overcome, all the tiredness and you know, Katie said the egos and, and people work in each other's nerves and everything. But at the end of the day, we had a mission and we had a purpose. And it was so successful and it was so beautiful. And God just moved through that. Um, when we talk about a body, you know, not all of us are the eyes. Not all of us are the ears. You know, some are the hands, some are the feet. You know, and it's about working together and um, despite... Um, all the the issues and and problems that we've had to overcome, we did it as a body and we did it as a team. I have to laugh because my phone was the first to break, first to crack moving a bounce house. And then a couple days later, Aubrey's phone completely shattered in the front of her um, camera and we had to do all of our, most of our communicating via Marco Polo. And poor Aubrey looked like she was in a steam room All summer summer long, because of the cracking on her camera, it was just made her screen all faded. Um, But we overcame it, and um, it just strengthened and unified us beyond anything that we could have done on our own. So God is good, and uh, he brought us together.
0: Yeah, so Lauren, I'm not going to let you give up that mic just yet. Um, (laughs) Because you mentioned, like... Despite the struggle, one of the things that you've learned this summer is to persevere. And I want to, you talked about that as a group, but I want to individualize that for a second just to you. Okay. Um, so I want you to talk about the struggle you were coming from, what season you were coming into as you transitioned into this season of the internship. Can you share with the body a little bit <sighs> about that?
4: I can. Um, before coming to Conduit, um, I had gone to a couple of services. Uh, before this but um, just life for me was very busy very hectic uh, working at in a factory Um, I had lost my job after four years and it was a very devastating time and I had no idea what God wanted me to do um, where where I was supposed to go from here Um, Ellen had reached out to me uh, via Facebook to do a women's retreat here and I said, you know, if, if you don't have musicians and you need somebody, sure. And it was just one um, divine appointment after another. I showed up and I did the retreat. We had Mother's Day service, and I saw um, Katie was preaching that, that Sunday, and it completely blessed my heart. Um, and just shortly after that, she was messaging me to do the internship. And being that I had all this free time, <laughs> Uh, you know, I definitely wanted to hop on board and went to having all the free time to no free time whatsoever. <laughs> and um, also in the, in the midst of that, uh, got blessed with a job via Sa- Sally Andriaccio. So it was like having absolutely nothing to having everything all at once.
0: Feel like that's the way it is with God. It's those times in the midst of our absolute weakness that his strength is made so perfect. And he shows us that if we would just lean in, he would take care of everything. So I am so excited that he's been teaching you that this summer. Um, and as he's been teaching you that, you've been witnessing that to all of us. And so we've been learning that lesson alongside you. Thanks for sharing, Lauren. All right, Abby or Abby, do either one of you want to share about what God has been teaching you this summer? The Abbies are quite shy. I'm not that
2: shy. I'll
5: go. Okay. um, So back to like how our relationship with teamwork work, I think God did so much with that because we're all very, very different. We have very different personalities. And for that to come together and to work so well, that's, that's totally God. Um, You could see like, We worked together in different ways, but one of our first um, meetings was about leadership and what our strengths are. And you could see each of those pull out throughout the entire internship, and it was amazing. And we had such a gift to be able to serve our community. And I think we forget that a lot. Like, God gave us this amazing ability to serve people, and we take it for granted way too often. So this internship gave us a really, really amazing chance to be able to serve our community and make an impact. And the church is, like, continuing with that and, like, the programs we started and stuff. So it's amazing what God has done here.
6: So. Yeah. Um, so, hello. <laughs> not that shy. Um, Oops. <laughs> so when I first heard the, about this internship, my parents were just kind of, like, threw it at me. They sent me a text when I was at college. And I was like, eh, why not? I mean, I guess I'll send in an application and hope for the best. Um, I was really excited once I got accepted into this, because the people here are just so amazing. And the leadership, I loved it. But I was real nervous, because I literally knew no one on this stage. Um, but like everyone keeps saying, like we've grown to be such a family. And like I know whenever I'm down or something, I can just message any one of these people, and they can just help me out. And, um, Something that I feel like I've been learning a lot this summer is the true meaning of God's love. I feel like with the people I've been surrounded by and them pouring into me and all the love and showing me all the love, it's been help. It's been easier for me to then spread that same love to people I don't know. So like all these opportunities that we've been able to do, like the feeding program and the food truck and all the I Am Love events, it's been easier for me to just be like go up to someone just talk to them and just be like how's your day let me pray for you which very first meeting they made me pray in front of all of them and I'm really nervous about praying in front of people so it's been really good they've been pushing me out of my comfort zone so (laughs) Um, but yeah this internship has just I think pushed me out of my comfort zone and helped me grow in so many ways that probably keep talking for a long time, but you know, <laughs> not.
0: So, yeah. Um, so, we've been, this whole summer that you guys have been here, we've been in this series called Divine Appointments. And so, I'm wondering if any of you have had, and we haven't really talked about this, um, not rehearsed, so have any of you had Divine Appointments this summer that you would want to share with the body this morning?
2: Can I go? You can go. <laughs> okay. Um, so, At our Northside feeding program, there's this little boy that used to come with his mom. um, And he lives, like, maybe four houses up the road, like, if you're looking at, like, the road directly in front of North. And um, he, I think, was one of my biggest divine appointments this summer. He turned, he started coming, and he was shy, and he didn't want to talk, and... You know he had two little siblings and they were shy and his mom was so nice but their kids just didn't talk. And his name's Kalel, um, and Kalel has become one of the most loving kids at that Northside feeding program. He he just makes me so happy. Um, I just love that little boy and he just getting to pour into him all summer long and loving him. And, you know, there's been a couple times Aubrey and I have had to go get him because he wasn't there because I just can't do it without him. And he's just, he's like five, and I just, I love that little boy. And I think he was one of my biggest divine appointments this summer. That's awesome.
0: Do any of you have a story of divine appointments? Yeah.
5: Um, So there were a lot this summer, like way more than I ever imagined happening. But um, one of the ones that hit me the most was we were at the nursing home, which I didn't expect much to come out of, like, I, I'm a very big like kid person, like, I love working with kids, so I was like, well, this would be really fun, you know? Um, but then...
1: <laughs> I'm not sure what she
0: means by that, but...
5: I'm just um, better with just kids. It. That's what I mean. Um, so then I sat next to this woman, her name's Lois. Um, she told me her story of her family. We were just coloring together, you know, chatting, and her husband had died a few years ago and from lung cancer. She has no kids, no other family, she's there all alone. Um, and I think God brought me into her life to be a part of her life because she invited me to stick around and like do puzzles with her later. And she invited me back again. And so I think God brought me into her life to be that person that she needed.
0: So cool. Yeah. I, um, I just want to comment on that for a quick second as well. I, I feel like I had a true divine appointment at the nursing home, um, as well. And that's something that we're going to start to offer a little more regularly because all of our team enjoyed that so much on Thursday. Um, So I sat at the same table as Abby, and I spoke with a woman named Carol. And Carol is 96 years old, and so with it. um, She was amazing. And so she said something to me that I felt like was the medicine that my heart needed right in that very moment that kind of tore right through my soul. Um, and I'm thinking it might pierce some of you as well, and so I want to share it Um, this morning. She stopped everything. um, Lois, sitting right next to her that Abby mentioned, said, you know, this woman's incredible. She had 10 children, and she raised four foster children, and she worked a full-time job. Um, And so I was, you know, touched by that because it's hard being a working mom when you have little kids and feeling like there's not enough of you to go around. Um... And just the struggle of that, I think, for all of us who are in that boat is, is really real. Um, and she looked at me, and she said, you know, I worked for 30 years to help manage the Anthonyum as Shtaqua Institution. And um, during those years, we hosted a lot of important and, um, and powerful people. And she said, but um, the greatest thing I ever did was my kids. They're the only thing I will never regret is my kids. Um, They're the investment that mattered. And so I just thought it was like five arrows right through my heart on that day um, that Carol, at 96 years old, probably had no idea um, the depth and gravity of what she was sharing with me. And I just want to share that back with all of you, all of you moms who are in this same season, um, that she said the greatest thing she ever did was raising her kids. so, yeah, that, that was one of my divine appointments. How about you guys? Do you have any other divine appointments? We're going to open it up to you in just a second. I just want to finish up with our interns. Do you guys have any stories of divine appointments?
4: Um, my, my whole life has been based on divine appointments. This whole summer was fantastic, giving out a lot of prayer and a lot of hugs. My biggest divine appointment of all was all you guys because... Um, Being welcomed into a body of Christ just so openly and without judgment and just with so much love has just really filled my heart beyond anything that I realized that I really needed. It's always cool to have a really close and intense personal walk with God. That's very important. But what he has shown me um, over this summer Is it's also important to have that support and have people that have your back and who are there for you and who will stand with you and pray with you and know that, you know, in in a time of need, you have somebody. You know, that's so important. And um, a lot of my life, I've had to do things on my own. So I didn't really have, you know, a lot of family or a lot of friends to turn to. Um, And so my biggest divine appointment was is all you guys being welcomed in, into this body of Christ. And you guys are amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank
0: you, thank you for wearing love on your sleeves this summer. All right, I'm gonna grab this mic. I just want to grab this mic real quick and pop down here. And I want to hear your stories of divine appointments. So all summer long, we've been in this series um, called Divine Appointments. And we have been prompting you. They're laughing at me here in the front row because they don't think like I can do a Wonder Woman trick and jump down here. But I'm about to show y'all that I got it in me. Um, <laughs> so we've been in this series called Divine Appointments. And we have been prompting you to be intentional, to intentionally lean in. To seeking out divine appointments that maybe that God may be orchestrating all around you, uh, especially during this last week, I Am Love Week. And so I want to open it up right now um, to hear stories of your divine appointments. Is there anyone here who has a story of a divine appointment during this summer or during I Am Love Week that they would like to share this morning? All right, I'm going to jump right over here first. You guys saw that, right?
7: Thank In my many years, I'm not gonna say how old I am. I have done a lot of um, youth teaching, and so when I get asked to do some things, I kind of, you know, I've done my time. But I went and did conduit north on a Monday. And then it wasn't my week, and my daughter says, come help me. And I just felt, okay. So I went and did it, and then I signed up for the next week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just felt that after seeing those children, I know it's a feeding program, Mm -hmm. but the love that they need and the hugs, it was like it touched my heart, you know. And the food truck, I did that. And we did the smoothies and the, the snow cones and stuff. And not only did I feel a closeness to the children, I also made some new friends, which are not my generation, but I feel like they're all my friends. I got to know everybody. And at Conduit North, the people that came in to help, I also, you know, felt that. Now, I wasn't able to work on, for the carnival, but I brought my sister-in-law, and she's mentally handicapped and she's about two, two and a half in her head. And she just absolutely felt the love there. She got her face painted and ate cotton candy and and hot dogs and stuff. And I absolutely felt that there was love there. And I wanna thank everybody that, you know, has helped put everything on and, and, you know, has worked for the community. And I just felt that, you know, I felt that divine appointment, you know, all around everywhere this last you know month actually.
1: That is so good. Thank you so much for
0: sharing.
8: Okay. So I got to experience some of this internship because I heard a lot that was going on at home. Uh, but the divine appointment was probably for the whole city of Jamestown as I drove that food truck the first time and went down because that is a challenge and uh, I, I felt very protected. I don't know what the rest of the people. But uh, at North, we were handing out snow cones. I think it was maybe the first Friday. It was the first time I was involved. And a gentleman pulled in thinking we were serving ice cream sundays. Um, I broke the news that they were snow cones. He says, well, I guess I'll take that then. But he uh, walked up. And we had a conversation and he had just come from family court and it was a bad experience for him he was trying to get custody of his grandson or granddaughter maybe the girls could remember but um, his daughter had completed suicide a couple months before and he was driving around contemplating suicide and this is what he was shared with us and he pulled in there because he saw the food truck and the question is is what does a snow cone have to do with saving faith. Well, this saved, i believe it saved this guy's life. Um, we had an opportunity to pray with him, and I can't even remember which girls were there when we were praying. But I think it's really important that as we look for divine appointments, that we are prepared to share and to pray with people. They're there all the time. We just have to pray to recognize them. So, and then I did get to—I um, think I saw—I got to um, during the I Am Loved week the, the talent show. Um, I got to display my talent, um, I got to dance, and I think Pastor Corey videoed it, um, I'm praying that it doesn't show up any place, but, uh, but it was fun just being able to, you know, let your hair down sort of w- w- with the kids, so thank you, sorry.
0: That's awesome, would anybody else like to share a story of a dying appointment all the way in the back cast, I'm running towards you. Not quite running, because I'm 30, and I'm an intern mom, so.
9: <laughs> okay. Um, first of all, I'm only talking because I love Katie, and I can't tell her no. But yesterday, I was, we were cleaning up, and it was 4 o'clock, we were hot, we were sweaty, we were done. And I'm packing up boxes, and all of a sudden, I hear, are you the Northside coach? And if you don't know, I coach cheerleading, Relative term um, for the north side, for the foo- um, north side football and cheer, and I turn around and it's one of my cheerleaders from last year, and I said, "Why, you know, why aren't you back?" And mom proceeds to tell me that she's ca- gone through cancer, they've lost their house, they were homeless for six days, and she doesn't have the money. And I looked at her and I said, "Come Monday." We'll figure it out. And she said, no, 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 I, I don't want I, I to bother anybody. And this is a girl that in sixth grade, um, she's in seventh now, but in sixth grade, she was bullied to the point that mom did not want to leave her with me at cheer practice. She was beat up multiple times. She Just no self-confidence. And by the end of the season, she was leading chairs. And so I'm so excited for her to come back on Monday and it made made everything, my day, my exhaustion, everything better. But the other thing I want to tell you is life is crazy and life is hard. And it's very easy to get up on the get caught up in the I'm not, you know, comparing ourselves to others and I can't do this and I can't do that. Or, you know what, I don't got my stuff together. Telling you right now, I don't ever have my stuff together. Ask my kids. It's a craziness in our house every day, but God uses us for the simple things. And the moments that we don't think we have it together, God doesn't care, because that's when we're the most humble. And that is the one thing that I forgot the past week and remember that you know what we don't have to have it all together and if you think you, you know you don't have it all together just call me and I'll tell you that it's okay i don't either so that was my big big
0: moment for this week thank you, thank you. does anyone else have a story of a divine hey there Steph.
1: So yesterday we were doing the clothing closet and there was this gentleman and this woman that walked up and I noticed they were just kind of looking through the clothes, no big deal, and I walked up and I said, do you guys want some bags? And he goes, no. And I said, come on, you got a a jacket there. And he looks at me and he goes, this is really, he goes, this is really all I need. And I said, take some clothes. And he said, I can't because other people are going to need them more than I do. And I said, we have so many. Take what you need. And I tried to hand her bags and she went, no, it's okay. We're just here for a couple of things. We really just need this. And I said, I want you to take more. I want you to fill up these bags. And he goes, I can't. He goes, it's fine. He goes, you guys just don't realize what a blessing this is to this community. And I said, I probably don't. I probably really don't, but I'm glad that you see it, and I'm glad that you feel it, because that's the point of this. We want to help you, and you know, Cassie and I were there for 10, 11 hours yesterday, putting clothes out, putting clothes away, sorting things, folding things, and greeting people, and just talking to people, and There were so many divine appointments yesterday. It was amazing, like, just to see, like, you could stand back. I watched Abby and I watched Nolan. I don't know if he's here today. Um, Sit with this elderly lady that was sitting outside eating a hot dog with her dog. And they were just, they just sat right down on the floor and just talked with her forever. And I was like, sometimes you don't need to be in the divine appointment to feel it. Sometimes you just need to see it happen. Like, I don't know if you realize that that was probably the most she's talked to somebody in ages, because she probably sits around and talks to her dog all day. And, like, they were like, do you want another hot dog for dinner to take it home with you? Like, we'll we'll walk it home with you. They were like, we can, we'll do it. Take them all, you know? And Nolan was like, if you don't take them, I'm going to have to eat them, and that's not fair. And, like, it's just, it's so it's so heartening. It's, it strengthens your heart to see that. And I'm so glad that you guys took the time to just sit down and talk to her. Because I don't know if you realize what that probably meant to her. And I've got one more. I'm sorry. Um, I won't take up the whole time, I promise. There was another lady that came with um, three little kids. Our kids, I think, are five, three, and one. And she came and she had some, I don't remember who it was, was looking through the box. Somebody had donated a bunch of brand new flip-flops to us and she, I wish I could remember who it was, sat down right on the ground with them and they were just thrilled to pieces over these flip-flops. They were just thrilled and just to see that, that love and that just, that compassion. These, these kids just being thrilled to pieces over flip-flops and they were just picking out what color they wanted and you just you ha- your heart smiles when you see those things and I hope sometimes like as you go through your day that maybe the divine appointment isn't necessarily yours but to watch it happen to see those other appointments happen where you're like wow that's all God right there that is all God and it is so 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 important um So I could tell you about 25 more, but I'm not going to. (laughs) Thank you so
0: much, Steph. I have time for about two more. Um, Is there anyone else who would like to share a story of a divine appointment? This summer or during I Am Love Week? Yeah.
10: Um, I'm just speaking on behalf of my mom. She came to the... (laughs) For those of you who don't know, my dad has Alzheimer's. And my mom is her my mom is his prime caretaker, as am I. Oh, I'm more part-time. And my brother helps as well but my mom never gets a break. We tell her all the time, please take a break. Please take a break, we'll let you get some rest, but she she always has to be with him. Well, she brought him to Papa Joe's yesterday to do some laundry, and there was a couple of people specifically that she was just so charmed by. She hasn't had an outside conversation in so long, and she was so blessed by that. And it made me so happy because she was happy about that, and she was, just, she was going over the moon with how conduit is just so warm and welcoming and how kind people were and how just like stopped to help her and stopped to talk to her and she just has been glowing ever since about it. And I don't see my mom like that often so thank you so much.
0: <laughs> one more, one more. Who would like to share another story of a divine appointment this summer? All right. <laughs>
11: Alright, so good morning. I'm the last one, and I'll try to leave it to two minutes, three minutes. I first want you guys to know, you might be sitting in in your seat like, okay, what are these divine appointments? Because I'm not sure what you're all talking about. I've never had one. I would really try to challenge you and say, well, you probably have, you just didn't, you weren't aware of it. Okay, this summer... I've blown, like messed up on opportunities, like divine appointments they talk about. And other times I've said, whoa, thank you, God, you used me. I want to lead you with two encouraging thoughts. One was when I was at Cricket, and I'm trying to get a phone plan for my family. And I'm leaving Cricket, and I opened up the van door, and God stops me. Now, I've shared this story with two guys in, in my small group, a couple over there. But I'm opening the van door, and immediately God tells me, stop and look to your left. I want you to pray for this guy. He's sitting in the van right next to me. I'm like, I don't know this guy. You don't really want me to pray for him. No, I really want you to pray for him. And I open the van door, and I've got the cricket paper, you know. I'm like, oh, my wife's going to be mad at me if I misplace this. I'm like, so i got to get it in the van. And I open up the van, and God says, pray for this guy. Okay. I put the paper in the van. This guy doesn't know me, and I certainly can't go and say, hey, I need to pray for you. So I just start talking to the guy. Start talking to him. The Holy Spirit leads our conversation, and it leads to a certain point. I'm like, I got to let you know that God told me you need prayer. No, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need prayer. Well, no, yeah, you do. You, 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 I don't know what you need prayer for, but you need prayer. Well, he tells me that his wife is in Buffalo Hospital, Mother Children's Hospital or something like that, and she's having problems with her pregnancy, and and I'm like, okay, well, we definitely will pray for your future child and your wife, but that's not you. You need prayer. He begins to share, and I share, and fast forward, we pray, and at the end of our conversation, he looks at me, and he says, like, I just got to ask you, because the Bible says that angels will be among you. Are you an angel? And I'm like, no, I'm, not. I'm, I'm as fleshy as you can be. <laughs> and I make just as many mistakes as you do, as you shared earlier. And so he left, and it was, like, amazing God moment. But I can tell you I haven't always been obedient to God. And when we have those thoughts of saying, ooh, I should do this, ooh, I don't have time. Ooh, I, ooh, and we make excuses. It's okay, God still loves you, he forgives you, but next time he gives you that opportunity, try to be brave enough to, just, just to take that next step and say, okay, God, I don't know where you're taking it but he's going to take you down an awesome highway because he needs you as a finger to help somebody else as as their body in Christ, okay? This week I want to share just one last thing. I was driving. You saying how we can see other people's divine appointments? I'm driving to pick up my daughter from Driver's Ed, and God shows me this Situation this It was a kind of an ugly situation. And I'm like, "That's kind of scary." And I continued to drive to go pick up my daughter, and we're continuing to see the situation go down. And I know the guy that's involved. I don't know the other person that's involved. And I go home, and I wake up the next morning, and I'm like, I got to call this guy. And I call this guy, and his phone is off. He just gives me one ring, goes right to voicemail. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to leave him a voicemail. Well, he, call, he texts me later on. And what I'm trying to say is I was able to pour into him, say, hey, you had a divine appointment yesterday. You might not have realized it. I, and 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 i was able to encourage him to um, to bring God into a light into a world where there isn't maybe the light of jesus so not only do you have a divine appointments you might be able to help set somebody up with their divine appointment sorry okay
0: so i know that there's one more appointment on stage that I didn't honor earlier. So I want to allow Aubrey to share her story of divine appointment. I don't have a mic anymore. <laughs> there
10: we go. All
3: right, there, you're good. All right so um, three years ago, I was helping with a VBS in Dunkirk. And as we were packing up from the day to leave, um, out of nowhere, I just kind of had this thought, there needs to be a feeding program here. And I had two thoughts that came out of that. Um, One, what is a feeding program? What does that even look like? And two, well, who's going to run it? And how are we going to run that? Like, why would that? I had no idea why that was in my head. Um, But every time I've driven by that community or been in that community for the past three years, that's been in my heart. And um, I kind of mentioned it to a couple people here this summer and just kind of off the cuff had a couple conversations. And every single person up here at least once brought up an idea or um, said, oh, I've had a similar thought or how can I help? And um, so all of a sudden it went from this back of the mind thing that, you know, didn't really make any sense to... Being this this well, what if? And all summer long, doors have opened um, possibilities for locations, um, possibilities for what it might look like just based off of our North Side program and things like that. And then all of a sudden, um, I was kind of like, okay, well, still, who would who would run this? Like, how would it be staffed and who would help? And then Miss Natalie looked over and said, "Hey, I'm moving to Fredonia in August." <laughs> And um, we were walking around the north side the one day picking up Kalel, And um, I said, hey, Natalie, would you ever be interested in helping with a feeding program in Dunkirk? And I think before I even got the words out, she goes, yeah, when do you want to start? <laughs> and, um, and just talking to um, different individuals in the community of Dunkirk and like, what that might look like. Um, every single door has been open. There's not been a single boundary yet that hasn't just fallen apart. Um, And when we talk about God providing, like, literally it's gone from this what if to materializing in a matter of weeks. And so we're super excited to see where that might go. And even to see your heart for that community without even knowing them, like, I can't wait to see where that's going to go. And and God's definitely been opening doors there.
0: So awesome. Okay, our conduit kids are right outside the door ready to come in. Um, So I'm going to wrap us up, but I can't do that since this is our interns last Sunday. um, I can't do that without first asking you to pray them into this next season. So this internship has been a season for them that even though some of them are going to remain here amidst our body, um, they are definitely beginning another new season. And so I want to invite you to pray with me for them before we begin baptism. So interns, if you would stand up. Um, I have a few words for these ladies. And I guess my words would be, I've seen so much hope in the next generation, even though I want to include myself in your generation. Um, I've seen so much hope in the next generation through each one of you this summer. And um, I am so for what is ahead for each one of your lives, and I want to make that a public proclamation that um, a singer, Bono, you all know Bono, um, he once shared the words that if you want to (laughs) serve... if you want to serve your generation, you must betray it. You must betray the self-serving Self-seeking, egocentric, consumer-oriented values of your generation, and follow in the footsteps of Jesus to love God, love your neighbor, and love your enemy with all of your hearts. And so, I want to invite you to walk into the next season of your lives, whatever that may look like, differently for each one of you, to um, to incarnate those three things: to love God, to love your neighbor and to love your enemy with all of your heart, to live on mission every single day. Conduit loves you. We are grateful to you for your investment in our body and in our community in this season. We love you, girls. And so, body, would you please stand with me? And we are going to pray for them, and then I'm going to invite our la- our young ladies who are getting baptized this morning to join us up here, and Pastor Cameron and Pastor Corey will proceed with baptizing them. All right, so let's extend our hands. Kiddos, can you help us pray this morning? We are going to pray for all of these lovely ladies on stage. Would you raise your hands and lift them towards the ladies so we can pray for them? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this beautiful group of women. The things that you've woven in their hearts this um, summer, Lord, we entrust them to you, knowing that they will endure. Father, I pray that each lesson... Um, each lesson that they were taught this summer during their internship, each face that they encountered in the community this summer, Lord, I pray that you would burn those images on their hearts, that those would be lessons that would last Lord, that you would continue to teach them from this season to the next about what it looks like to live on mission, to fully incarnate the model that you left for your early church to go and make disciples all day, every day, as a continual movement, a continual motion, and not as an activity. Lord, we love these ladies and we pray your blessings over each one of them as they move on to school or they move on to new jobs. Lord, we pray that you would bless them with graciousness and patience. and. Um, riches, Lord. We pray that you would be present with them, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit over them so that they can continue to be your ambassadors in whatever this next season may look like for them. You are so great and holy, Lord. We give you all the glory. May their stories, the stories that have been shared today, both from the body and from our interns, be ones that praise and exalt your name. We pray this in your name, Jesus. All right, so